Welcome to the Mental Hawks Podcast, sponsored by Kurtz Coolers. This is where we talk about past and future events for the Mental Hawks. Now, here are your hosts, Scott Bridge and Stevie Dom. Hello and welcome to the third episode of the Mitchell Hawks podcast. I'm your host Stevie Dom alongside Mitchell Hawks general manager Scott Bridge. How's it going today Scott? Not too bad Steve. about yourself? I'm doing fantastic after that big weekend. Now on to our first segment of the podcast, the week that was sponsored by Born Home Produce, a local grown sweet corn supplier. Fresh, sweet and good to eat. Located in Born Home on Road 164 open from July to September. On Saturday, the Hawks were on the road in Walkerton for an 8 p.m. start. It was Jacqueline versus Bromley between the pipes. That was a huge goaltending matchup, as we well know that Bromley is the type of goalie that can steal a game in any given night. Um, and Jacqueline's been our dynamite starter all season. Yeah, you're right. Uh, we were lucky that uh, we had Josh uh, in between the pipes on, uh, on Saturday. He kept us... In that game, Steve, and it was uh, another close, close affair between the uh, the Mitchell Hawks and the Walkerton Capitals. It's uh, you know they seem to play as tight uh, all year, but um, it was uh, it was a game that we knew going into it that we needed two points. Uh, anything less than that, it was a disappointment. So we came out strong, I thought, with great goaltending from Josh. We got some timely scoring. And that's exactly what we needed. We ran into a little bit of uh, penalty trouble again, but penalty killer stepped up, did a great job, and we were able to walk into Walkerton and put two points in the bank and and walk out with with what we went there with our minds set on. Right, and um, as just shown there, it was zero zero after one, kind of uh, uneventful, but yet a good first period for the Hawks. Um, then in the second, the Hawks got two goals, first of which was scored by Nolan Gagne, assisted by Mark Cassidy and Charlie Rankin. Um, then the second goal was scored by Tyson Hall, assisted by Braden Burdett. Um, those were two huge goals there for the Hawks as um, this is a this was a really important game. Yeah, that's right. You could see that goal by Gagne there, Steve and going hard to the net. That's exactly what you need to do against Bromley. Now, these saves right here are just ridiculous. Yeah. You have no business making those three saves. And I was actually uh, standing next to James Lang, their uh, president, when Bromley was was in tight robbing uh, robbing the Hawks. And and even James, like, my goodness, yeah. It's uh, watching him make those saves. Uh, his jaw kind of dropped a little bit too. But it was nice to get that 2 nothing lead. And then uh, – Felt like it, we, if we had a two-goal lead in this hockey game, it was something that I felt we were able to hang on to. Yep. Uh, Walkerton kept coming back, kept making it close, kept hanging in the game. They're a team that you don't want to keep hanging around too long. Obviously, they've got some firepower. Sam Shakes, uh, J.J. Levine as well, who came over from the Mount Forest Patriots to them this year, makes it close. Elliot McCary, another nice uh, player that they have that that can hurt you at any given time. So. But when we made it 3-1, felt uh, quite confident after that that we were going to bear down, buy in, and, and hang on to that game with Jacqueline on the back end able to close the door. Yeah, and um, the third goal coming up right now was scored by Hayden Hessel. Um, that was assisted by Cal Callan Ferguson and Carter Musselman. Um, that was a huge goal because uh, Walkerton had a real late push trying to 
get two goals to tie the game, but um, the Hawks were able to stand strong and keep that 3-1 lead. That that goal there from Hessel was huge. It really was, and you could see there, Steve-O, the, just the way that he came into the offensive zone, I believe he looked, looked to me to be the third forward in, and Hayden just kind of goes to that soft area, just... 10 feet inside the blue line, takes the loose puck, and then goes really low, hard on the net. Uh, against Bromley, you don't want to miss the net. You like to hit the net, and and Hessel did everything perfect to score that goal, gets into the soft area, and then rips a howitzer uh, glove side in on Bromley to make it 3-1. to one. So that goal really gave us a little bit of breathing room and, and something that we were able to hang on to. And that would be where the game would finish. It would end up being a 3-1 final for the Hawks. Um, Jacqueline saved 34 to 35 shots and Bromley saved 24 to 27. Um, despite the score being three, one for the Hawks, it was a fairly even game. Um, no one really controlled majority of the play. It was very, um, even in the sense that one team would control the play in one zone and then the other would control about similar amount of time in the other. It was a very even game. One thing that I was impressed with Steve was, uh, the Capitals' defense, the way that they move the puck back and forth to one another, you can definitely tell that it's something that they practice very hard. Um, just with the way that they know where each other are, the 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 way that they play catch at the blue line, and then the way that they just throw pucks towards the house. One thing, another thing that they did quite effectively was if there was lots of bodies in front of the net, just the way that they go hard against the end boards and let that puck bounce back out. That's something that we can take uh, and, and use to our advantage too in our barn in Mitchell. Um, yep. So it, it's definitely there's things that they practice in that barn that they definitely used against us that I thought they 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 did real effectively and real well. Yeah. So that would be it for Mitchell. That was huge two points to start the weekend off. And then on Sunday, they are on the road to Goddard for their final game of the regular season. It was a two thirty start. Jacqueline was back in the between the pipes in that one versus McCarthy for the Flyers. Um, the Hawks got on the board early with about eight and a half minutes in with a goal from Andrew Geisberg, assisted by Charlie, Caleb Musselman and, and Charlie Rankin. Uh, other than that first period where they got that first goal, they got really hit hard with the penalties. And they, it was a bit of a penalty parade to the box. Yeah, it was. We had to kill off 10 minutes of penalties in the first 20 minutes. That's definitely something that you don't want to have to uh, put up with every single game. Now, obviously, Jacqueline, again, we, we can say it time in and time out, the way that he uh, shut the door, and you can see some of these saves. That first save that you that you we, you we showed the audience on Shore, uh, where Shore came in down the left wing, uh, he had that puck labeled, and uh, Jacqueline was just calm, cool, collective, makes the save. Doesn't allow a rebound. Really uh, keeps them on their keeps Godrich on their toes. Uh, they tried to shoot low hard on his pads, but he wasn't kicking out rebounds. That goal by uh, Jizzy there was awesome. Just the way that he came in, kind of uh, faked the shot with his shoulder, took another two steps to his left, and then went glove side. You know McCarthy to make it one nothing. That was a nice goal by by Andy there, and um, I know that uh, he was excited to get that one there. And again. You just look at Jacqueline moving post to post, side to side, making the saves uh, look easy. He Again, he was uh, square to the puck all afternoon and 
and gave our defenseman lots of confidence that he was going to make that first save. And all they have to do is just stay in position to clear those loose pucks away if uh, if he did allow a rebound there. Another nice glove save that he sees through traffic, the way that he reacts to the pucks around bodies and, and in great position still to make the save. And it was nice to, to finally open the floodgates a little bit in the second period, just with the way that we came out and with the way that we responded after a tight first period. Schools was able to, uh, again, go real hard to the net. That's a goal scorer's goal right there. Yeah. Uh, schools has some nice hands, and uh, it's nice to see him finish a couple in this game. I know that he been, he's been working really hard on that in practice, and, and it finally pays off for him in this game. And Tenny, again, going hard to the net, a real nice play by Cass to get him that puck, and uh, Johnny makes no mistake. That was kind of, those two goals were just back to back, and that's exactly what we needed to throw some confidence through the bench, and uh, get the guys talking, get them a little bit more um, engaged with one another there. And and uh, this one here, I know that you said you apologize for a little bit of blurriness, but a great uh, great shot that you got there, Stevo and Cass finishing off a nice play in front, and he shot that puck through traffic, and it beat uh, McCarthy glove right around the midsection of his body and it's not too often that you beat him there and obviously Cass uses the defenseman as a screen and uh, polishes it off and Fergie again with another couple points I felt he had a great game as well on the back end rushing that puck and and this is a beauty goal that uh, Fritz Lee got he uh, he was pumped up before the game they had a little bit of a uh, um, they had a little bit of a ceremony for the four OAs and Fritzley was one of those OAs that they congratulated before yeah. the game. And you could see that he had a little bit of jump in his step and, and finished off that nice breakaway goal on uh, Jacqueline going high glove. And I felt that we responded uh, appropriately here again. I mean, Ferg with traffic in front doesn't try to hammer it through, but gets the puck in return. And another nice move there over to schools. Yeah. And again, makes no mistake, uh, takes the puck from Ferg. He goes high glove and, Again, he finishes it off. Bird getting in on that one. He started the play as Fergie got Bird the puck back to Fergie and then over to Schools. So uh, just a real nice play. I thought that line uh, played real well, yeah. and uh, they gelled together. I know we've been putting uh, – oh, sorry, this is this is the one where you apologize for the blurriness on the yeah. Gagne goal, but um, felt that getting back to that line, Schools has played well with everybody that we've uh, that we've put him with since he's come over uh, from Stratford. So it's been a real nice addition. And I felt like he's kind of been a little bit of a firepower at every line that we've put him on and, and they, they've seemed to produce. So, and um, yeah, I can't say enough good things about schools so far this year. Now, someone who was all over the score sheet in this one was uh, the captain, Mark Cassidy. Yeah. I think he had a goal and I think two assists. Um, he ended up leading the team in points, 41 points this season, second in goals with 19. What like he's had a huge, monstrous season, and um, to have a captain step up like that, it's always huge, um, especially for a team looking to go far in the playoffs. What what has uh, Cassidy meant to this team? He's asked every, he's done everything that we've asked of him, Steve-O. and um, but we knew coming into the season that uh, he was going to be that type of leader. Obviously, he uh, gains the respect of his peers. And uh, again, if there's anything that uh, that the coaches need from him, they'll uh, they'll get together, have a little meeting with them, go over the game plan and the strategy, and and Cass approves. And if he has anything to add, he'll do that. 
but uh, he's you see him right there sliding through to, to, to block a shot from the point. I believe he went down three or four times trying to block shots in Godrich. So uh, he's been doing that all year. He's been a great penalty killer for us all year. Obviously led the team in points this year. He's centered the first line all year, even when we've adjusted lines a little bit. And he's moved down to the second or third line just to get other guys going. Never once did he come and complain. Never once did he think of himself and say, guys, like, come on, like, what are we doing here? He has stuck with the program. He's um, he's taken every role that the coaching staff's given to him this year. And um, and the guys in the room love him. He's uh, he gets the guys uh, going before every game with the, with the starting lineup. Like he's done every single game. Uh, a few of those games that, um, that he went up to Ottawa and missed, uh, missed a few games. That he unfortunately um, had a family member pass away and this year. And, and uh, so, you know, we were uh, sorry to hear that and, and we had to miss him for a couple games and, and we missed him when, when he was gone. Well, you know, he's a, he's, he's the heartbeat of the dressing room. So it's, um, He's meant everything, and captains like that, uh, you know, they're not easy. Malcolm McLeod here last year, heartbeat of the dressing room. It's like, oh, we're missing Malcolm now this year, and and uh, Cass has jumped in, and yeah, he's 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 been great, uh, been great all year with uh, with everything we've asked of him. So now, coming into this game, uh, the Hawks were currently tied for third with Wingham, um, and there's a game between Walkerton and Hanover. And in order for Mitchell to finish anything higher than third, we needed a Walkerton to win that game. They ended up winning that game nine to eight, um, securing the Mitchell Hawks second place in the Pollock division, I believe for the second straight year yeah. um, with the lowest goals against in the entire league for the second straight year. So that's a pretty great finish. What did you see from the team that helped them, throughout the whole season get to that second place finish again yeah i think we had the lowest goals against in, in the Pollock division i'm not sure about the entire league um there's uh, a few uh teams up there that had a lot of a uh, small amount of goals against but yeah. definitely in the Pollock division uh yeah we finished with the lowest goals against a lot of things had to go right uh for us on sunday to finish second place yeah. and uh, that's the one thing that i was uh, uh josh keel the director of hockey ops myself and james lang uh, in Walkerton on Saturday night, I uh, had a little sit down and uh, we were, we were chit chatting about some things and talking about their game the next day against Hanover. And we just kept saying, if you can do us, a, if you can do us a favor here, that would be fantastic. And, and uh, so, you know, he's like, well, we'll try to, we'll try to get the boys all pumped up. And, and uh, we know it's a big game for us against Hanover that James was saying as Godrich was breathing right down their neck and, uh, they didn't want to finish last, uh, right. so they wanted to finish ahead of Goddard. So they knew how big of a game that they had, and it it just it just all worked out. Um, Hanover showed up with a full squad. Walkerton showed up with what twelve skaters and one goalie, and yeah. won the game nine to eight. Um, that's that, that's got to be a little bit of a confidence boost for the Capitals going into the playoffs. Obviously, they'll have to face the Barons. In a seven-game series, it's it's really hard to repeat uh, that regular season game night after night after night. It can be kind of taxing. So we'll see how they uh, see how they do. But uh, the Capitals did us a little bit of a favor. But we we did our job on the weekend. We we went in with a mindset we wanted four points, and we we walked with four points. So we did our job, and and we got a little help along the way. Now this season, um, you've had a huge turnover from last season roster wise. A lot of younger guys had to step up. 
um, namely Dawson Deeds, Braden Vosper, uh, Talbot Geiger. Um, what's it been like to see those younger guys really come up and be able to handle this level of play through a, a full season? Well, the nice thing about those three guys that you mentioned, Geiger, Dietz, and Vosper, is that they played together for the Mitchell U18s last year and won a championship. Right. So they've grown together uh, as individuals, and they've been teammates for a number of years, and they've won together, and they know what it takes to win. And those guys were coming to the rink last year and, and cheering for the Mitchell Hawks, and then Geiger and Dietz stepped in in the uh, in the playoffs last year and got a little taste of the action and uh, they were uh, invited out to spring skate in, with us in Stratford and they had they had a nice showing we knew going into spring skate that they were guys we wanted to look at and and guys that we were hungry to get and guys that we wanted to uh, to wear the Mitchell Hawks jersey and then and then grow together um, uh, Dawson Dietz, Talbot Geiger, 17, Braden Vosper's 18. So we're really, really hoping that they're going to be lifelong Mitchell Hawks. And I'm only, I, I only know we're going to see them pr produce and, and get better and better every single year. Uh, Hayden Hessel, 16 years old, coming in this year, rookie with us. Jonathan Tenhag, 17, played U18 for the Huron Perth Lakers AAA last year. Another guy that we wanted really bad this year and was was on our radar. Um, Josh Jacklin coming in from the King Carden Bulldogs, another new one that uh, came in with a little experience, though, uh, more than the other guy. Yeah. But uh, another nice guy that uh, that was brought in to to help us out. So yeah, Zach McCann, a rookie this year, uh, he got a taste of playoff action against the Mount Force Patriots and the Hanover Barons last year. Right. On the back end, he stepped in and has played forward for us this year as well as Vosper. So. Every year you're going to have a little bit of turnover, but those young yeah. guys that I mentioned have done a great job uh, coming in. And then you've got some other veteran guys like Brady Brzezinski coming in this year and to be a leader on the back end. Uh, he's been a real nice addition for us. And Isaac Sturgeon, uh, another guy that the guys love in the dressing room coming over from Dorchester. So, um, yeah, we've had some nice additions to the team this year. And obviously Schooley, I mentioned him in the highlight package yeah. coming in from Stratford is, has been a nice addition as well. Now, last year you had one of the best goaltending performance probably um, in the in recent years for the Hawks and Tyler Parr. Um, he ended up moving on. I think he's an overager. And then you acquired Josh Jacklin in the offseason. Um, and Jacklin hasn't missed a beat since he's been here. He's played unbelievably every game. Um, what has he meant as you transition from Parr? as obviously Parr was a huge part of your team last year. Tyler Parr is an elite goalie, Steve-O, and he has been for a number of years. Guy that I watched play for the Stratford Warriors and produced well at the Junior B level. And then when he comes down to, I shouldn't say come down, when he made decided that he wanted to continue his junior career and get a couple years of eligibility under his belt, coming to the Mitchell Hawks, you knew that he was going to be an outstanding goaltender, an elite goaltender, and he proved that last year. Uh, and even this year, Tyler Parr playing with Seaforth uh, and he's playing that uh, senior hockey now, and he's shutting the door, and, and uh, you talk to Holden Lansing about his performances, and he's just been lights out for them this year. So we knew that filling the shoes of Tyler Parr were not going to be easy. Josh Keel and I, had a game plan going into the off season on goaltenders. We wanted to talk to Josh Jacklin was on our radar. He was on our list. 
but for a guy to be traded, I, I can't, it, it, I, it was hard for King Carden, I think, because they have so much respect for Jacqueline and they right. like him so much. And that's very understandable and very respectful. Uh, but at the end of the day, you hear other general managers talk and there's things that they do f- that's in the player's best interest at heart. And with Josh going to school in Waterloo, I believe we were very fortunate. And that's one of the reasons uh, why we were able to acquire him. He's, it's closer to school for him, right. less of a drive. Um, his dad is on the bench and, uh, and having family at all the games goes a long ways. But we're very fortunate to, to bring Josh Jacklin in. He's, he's been the backbone of our team all season long. And he's um, a major contributor to us allowing the least goals against in the Pollock division. And I know when Josh Keel and I met with Josh, I had to talk to him about joining the Mitchell Hawks when we got permission to talk to him. Um, I just, I just really liked his attitude and, uh, and, and, and how he approaches the game and, and how he approaches business off the ice. Uh, he's, um, uh, it's just so many good things to say about him. We're just really ecstatic to have him. Now that will do it for the Hawks season, a very good effort all around throughout the whole season to allow them to finish second. Um, they will now move on to the playoffs which will lead us into our second segment, which is a little bit of a different one compared to the last two episodes. It will be the series preview sponsored by Woodcock Brothers Transportation Group located in Sieverville. Private family-owned business committed to on-time transportation service for all of their customers. Coming in the playoffs, you guys end up finished second, obviously, as mentioned before. You will face off against the Godrich Flyers. You guys were 7-0 and against the Flyers this season outscoring them 42 to 9. Game 1 will be at 8 p.m. Wednesday night. Um, the rest of the schedule has not yet been released. What are you looking for from the guys in this series? Obviously, you've played them really well. Uh, are you looking to change anything? Are you guys looking just to do the same sort of thing you've been doing? What are you, what are you looking for from them? Well, we'll uh, leave it to the coaching staff to see what they <laughs> want to change up or what they want to keep the same. I stay out of that. Yeah. And... Uh, respect their decisions and and what they want to go with. But the one thing that I, I look forward to is uh, just keep four lines rolling and uh, make sure that uh, we get everybody uh, ample amount of ice time to, uh, to keep their confidence up. We're um, looking to roll four lines looking, I don't, you know, it's, it, you can't walk into any game. Like we talked about last week, you can't, you can't just walk into Godrich and when you're playing them and think you're just going to win every game, uh, right. you, you have to go out and play a full 60 minutes and, um, and, and prove that you are the better team. Just look at what happened on Sunday. We, with taking uh, 10 minutes of penalties in the first period, that could have been a lot different if yeah. Godrich's power play clicked and maybe got two or three goals on us. Yeah. So we, uh, we, we have to come, prepared we have to come focused these are the playoffs now it's a new season godrich knows it's a new season so this is a fresh slate for them too as well and um they're 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 going to uh they're going to come out uh uh buzzing as well so we we have to stick to the game plan and and again buy in and realize that uh every game matters every shift matters because you just take one shift off and it can be the difference uh in a game now Obviously, I I believe it will be McCarthy versus Jacqueline for a seven game possible seven game series. Um, that'd be a very good good goaltending matchup to watch. Either goalie can steal either game, 
any game of the series, and um, they've both played fairly well, um, respectively. What are you looking for from those two? Well, we'll start on our end with uh, with Jacqueline. I, he's going to be ready to go. He, he's going to be uh, he's going to be amped up, and uh, and I definitely know that we're going to see uh, see the best in him in the playoffs. Uh, this is uh, this is something I know that he's worked very hard for this season, and uh, deserves to start game number one and uh, and uh, roll with the punches. Um, when you look at McCarthy on the other end, he's an overager. This is his right. uh, this is his last year and and the last kick at the can uh, when it comes to uh, to a championship. So he's 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 seen a lot of rubber this year. He's faced a lot of shots. There's a lot of games where I look at the score box and see that he's made high 40s, 50-plus saves in a game. Uh, some nights where he's facing 60 shots. So he's used to facing a lot of rubber night in and night out. So that's one thing that we have to continue to do is throw pucks at him, especially when you're playing those three games in four nights, uh, potentially. Yeah. So um, definitely it's what you see throughout the playoffs. Don't know what our schedule is yet, but, you know, probably three games and four nights or three games and five nights. And, and uh, we need to throw as many pucks at the net as possible and wear him down. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be a real exciting series. Um, before we move on, uh, we want to give a huge shout out to Monteith Ritzma Phillips law offices for being our bus sponsor for Gink two. It is greatly appreciated. So thanks to Monteith Ritzma Phillips law offices. Um, game two, as well as the rest of the schedule, has not yet been decided. Uh, when the schedule is confirmed, you will be able to find it on any of the following social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, or the Mitchell Hawks website. The links are in the description of this video. Now on to our final segment of the show, our guest interview sponsored by Hoagie's Farm Supplies, located in Broadhagen. Hoagie's is a third-generation family-owned farming supplies business serving surrounding rural communities since 1948. Our guest today, as we've talked about him plenty in this show, is Hawks goalie Josh Jacklin. Josh has, was an off-season acquisition. He formerly played for the Kincardine Bulldogs. This season with the Hawks, he has recorded a record of 14-10-2-2 with a 9.27 save percentage, a 2.56 goals against average. He has three shutouts this season and is getting ready for his first playoff game as a Hawk. Welcome to the show, Josh Jacklin. Thanks for having me. How, how are you feeling after the big weekend? Uh, it was a good weekend. I'm just resting up now, massaging my legs and everything, so trying to get ready for Wednesday's big tilt. Obviously, you're not from Mitchell, so I kind of want to get an idea of um, what your minor hockey experience is. First question I have is, were you always a goalie? Was that something you're always drawn to? So I wasn't a goalie for my first couple of years playing hockey. I was a defenseman. I was actually pretty good, too. I'm just kidding. <laughs> One of the years in uh, novice rep, our goalie got sick, so I had to fill in. Well, I asked to fill in, and then... Played pretty good, so I decided I'd try it out the next year, and then it just stuck with me. What drew you to being a goalie? Obviously, it's a lot of pressure being the, the last line of defense in a game. What drew you to that level of pressure or that, that position? I, I just thought it was pretty cool to wear all the equipment because it looked cool. can design your own stuff, so, yeah. 
Um, did you have any influences or any goaltenders you kind of modeled your game after? Anyone you looked up to? Is there anyone in that that atmosphere? Um, I'd say Mika Kiprasov played for Calgary. Me and my dad's favorite team. Also, Carey Price. He's probably one of the best goalies of all time. So. Right. You ask any goalie, they'll likely say Carey Price. Where did you play your minor hockey? So I started out in just in Listowel minor hockey um, up until my first year at Bantam. Then I moved on to here on Perth Lakers AAA right. um, and then played there for a couple of years and then went back to Listowel for one year and then made King Carden. Now I'm here. Uh, uh, so you just mentioned you played for King Carden. What was it like playing for them last season? Oh, I I had an awesome time. It was uh, all the guys were great. Their management was great. Their coaches were great. Everything was great. I got the most respect for that organization as you can. Um, it was just awesome playing with some guys from my hometown as well. So, um, as mentioned before, you were moved to the Hawks um, during the off season. What was it like to transition from one team to another? So, like the transition wasn't that bad. I already met most of the guys last year just through my dad and having mm-hmm. having my dad on the bench as well as makes it easier than it can be um played hockey with some of the guys and know people's brothers so now you've been playing for the hawks for a full season um what has been your favorite memory so far as a hawk um i'd probably say the first game and first win against wingham there wingham unfortunately put me and the concordant bulldogs out of playoffs the year prior so it was good to uh beat them first game there was a couple fights it was a good game yeah just in the room with the boys after it was pretty nice. Um, we're coming up on the 2023 playoffs. Um, what do you look forward to going into these playoffs as now a member of the Mitchell Hawks? I'm hoping for a deep playoff run. I'm I'm pretty antsy to get to the finals, just like last year. I was I was spectating last year, and I'd like to be in it this year. So now you mentioned before something that drew you to being a goalie was the gear, wearing the gear, and designing your own gear. Um, currently you, I believe you wear all Bauer gear. Have you always been a Bauer guy or is that something that you changed here and there throughout uh, your goal? Um, like I used to wear like CCM, just like hand-me-down stuff. Cause never want to spend two grand on a new set of pads. But <laughs> right. then as soon as I started playing AAA, we kind of got serious about buying equipment and everything. So that's when I originally switched to Bauer and I'd, I've talked to many goalies out there and they all say Bauer is the best and, mm-hmm. Bauer just stuck with me. I like how it feels and everything. Do you have what model of Bauer do you currently use? So I wear 2S Pro pads and glove and blocker, and then I wear the Bauer Connect goalie skates. Do you have any specific things that you do with your equipment that not normal goalies wouldn't, or anything um, superstitious you do with your gear? Um. Well, I usually get or I usually get dressed in the same order every time right side first as well for skates and my knee pads and pads and everything. But uh, nothing really that crazy. Like I took out the knee strap on my pads just so it wraps around my calf better. feel like I get better mobility from that, but nothing really else. Everything's pretty standard. Yeah. Do you have any questions, Scott? Yeah, I just, uh, yeah, Josh, it's obviously been a great year and we're, uh, we're happy to have you aboard and, and, um, Speaking from management and our side of things, you've had a great season. Uh, we agree with you. Let's let's have a good uh, long playoff run. Yeah. But um, what's uh, what have been a few things that uh, that you've seen from 
decrease uh, with our with our deep defense core this year? Well, our our defense are really good at getting the puck up to the wingers. I'd say um, they're good at going D to D and straight up. Um, and yeah, they really shut down the middle of the ice pretty good too. Makes my job a lot easier when when shots are from the outside. That's why my save percentage is so high. Just because that's that's the only way the other team get shots on me most of the time. But uh, yeah, like pretty solid, especially in the offensive zone as well. Just talking, rim and pucks, everything. So anything that we need to uh, keep uh, keep going with here come playoff time. Uh, I we just need to stick stick to the simple plays and basic stuff, you know. Get our confidence up first couple games against Godrich, um, then translate it into the rest of the playoffs. Now, uh, obviously, the playoffs are coming up. Um, last year, you said you played with Kinkar in the playoffs. Is there anything you do differently come playoff time that sometimes you don't during the regular season? Whether that's eating differently, whether that's preparing differently, whether that's um, looking more at what the other team does, uh, is there anything different you do? Really, the only thing differently I do is I up the size of my Red Bull before the game, just so I'm extra amped up. But um, <laughs> this year, I tried to I try to do everything the same as I can, just because I, I treat every game like it's playoff game. Because I love the game, I want to win. So um, really, nothing's changing much. Maybe I'm not talking as much in the room or joking around with the guys on the bus or just listening to music you know, getting focused. Now, Josh, you drink the, uh, the sugar-free yep. Red Bulls. Do you go to the big sugar-free or is it the, the big Red Bull that's non-sugar-free? Yeah, I still go with the sugar-free. The, the sugar kind of makes me, my legs crash like halfway through the game. So um, the sugar-free really helps me just stay amped and focused and everything. So now the last, I'd say a couple of weeks you guys have been in a dog fight for that second place position. Um, obviously fighting with Wingham and Hanover. Uh, what has the dressing room atmosphere been like? Has like, uh, has you guys been in such tight race? Yeah, we've, we've become like more focused these past couple of weeks, looking at the standings, it's getting tight. Um, like we're, we're a lot more focused. We're talking a lot more in the room about what we should be doing um, and how we can do that. And just picking each other up when someone makes bad play or someone has a bad shift or something like that. No one's yelling or screaming at anyone else. It's just pick me up and then go. Um, anything you'd like to say to the fans before we get um, end the show and you guys get ready for your playoff run? Come out Wednesday night for a good game. That's all I got to say. Well, thank you very much, Josh, for coming on the show and good thank luck you. in the playoffs. Thank you. Uh, that will do it for our show today. Any final remarks, uh, Bridgie? No, I think you've, uh, thank you. You hit it on the head there, Steve. It's uh, another great job. Thank you very much. Uh, make sure you guys like subscribe and follow the Mitchell social medias. Uh, this podcast has now been posted on Spotify. So if you want to listen to us there, be sure to do that. Thank you and see you next time.